Hi, I'm Lenny, and this is when a nerd starts over. Yay! my daughter a couple days ago and it's a normal day I meet my ex-wife somewhere and she drops my daughter off and I pick her up and I we go and have our day together but this day was a little different because my daughter comes into the car she sits down she's in a pretty good mood and we're about to draw, you know, pass by, you know, a store. And she says, Dad, I I got my period. And I, I, I didn't know what to say. Um, it was scary for me just because, I mean, I started to flash back to all the pivotal, memorable moments I had with her growing when she was growing up from the first time that I held her after she was born I didn't know how to hold a baby I never held a baby at all before her and I was holding her like a loaf of bread I, I didn't know how to do it you know uh, from a person who's scared to have you know to hold any child you know, and I've had plenty of opportunities to do it. You know, you go to these parties, family parties or gatherings, and they're like, oh, there's a new baby. Oh, I want to hold the baby. I was never that guy who wanted to hold the baby because I was scared. And first time I really held a baby was my own baby, you know. <clears throat> and from that moment, I remember that. From the moment that there was a time when um, I was laid off from a job and I realized that I was going to be the one to be in charge of taking care of her, you know, by myself for, for however, how long I was unemployed. And I was scared to death because I, I, I felt for honestly that she hated me. She hated me because every time I held her before that time, she cried. She always wanted to go back to her mom. And I just thought, gosh, this, this baby hates me. <clears throat> Um, but of course I wasn't true. And during that time when I was unemployed and I was employed for probably a good, I don't know, eight months of trying, trying, trying to find, it was during the time when the economy was really, really rough. Um, I, I found another moment during that period that I'll never forget the first time I ever made her laugh. And, and every day that I'm with her, I try my hardest to get that laugh from her.
to see that smile from her. Um, I'll never forget that. The first time I took her to the zoo and the first time she ever saw an animal and the smile she had on her face when she saw the animal and the weird thing it did in the cage. To the first time that I had to drop her off at a daycare not knowing, you know, and wondering, is she she safe in there? Is she going to be okay in there? I remember sitting in the car after I dropped her off at the daycare and just crying, like crying. Like it was so hard for me to do that. You know, she – it was so hard to do that. She was still a baby, you know, and I, I wasn't ready for that. To the first day of preschool where I dropped her off and again I cried and I don't know, again I asked myself, is she ready to do that? Is she ready to to be with other kids and to be social? And I saw her and she smiled and she went right in and made friends immediately and I was left alone crying in the car again. To her graduation of preschool and how happy she was and, you know, that friends and that she had made and everyone there to see her graduate and how happy she was the smile she had when she celebrated to kindergarten her first day of school when she had on that private school uniform and she saw the kids there in a playground and she was so happy I remember those things those little pivotal moments the first time you know, she experienced Halloween and realized, hey, I can get candy for free. I just have to go to the door, say this thing, and then they give me candy. You know, I look cute, and then I get the candy. That's what I think I have to do. And to see this now from this little girl who went to all the basketball games that I coached, who sat on the bench with me as I coached junior high boys and girls, she sat there and she practiced every practice. She bounced the ball along the side. She she pretended to to be in the basketball drills because she felt like I should be practicing too because one day I'm going to be doing this and my dad's going to be there to watch me. To having her first basketball game and then now her first volleyball game and to this – you know, it, it was like a blur. It's like a blur to me. And to her now telling me that she's going through this life change now. And I and I, I, I panicked. I, I, I didn't prepare for anything like that. So what did I do? I, I did what every normal person would have done. I, I, I Googled every possible article, website on what to do, especially if you're a single father, like how do you talk to your daughter about this and how do you explain this and the questions you're going to get and how it start to panic. Like, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know how this is going to be. You know, my daughter is, she doesn't know what's going on and I don't know what's going on. Um, so I, I, I turned to her after she told me and I said, well, you know, let's, let's, let's just go, let's go into the store. Because you probably have to buy some stuff, right? You got to buy some stuff, some stuff, you know? I can't even say the word, you know, maxi pad or anything. It was just so, so unknown. It's unknown territory for me. 
or like walking through the store like all nonchalant it was a different trip to the store not like any other trip to the store we've ever had and we go to the store so many times in our lives but this one was just different you know when we go to the aisle the aisle that i'm not familiar with and it's just a bunch of colors just it's just so colorful i mean it looks like someone like threw up uh crayons you know that's what it looked like to me and so i just started asking questions like oh do, 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 how about this one do you, do, you, do you need the wings i mean the wings i mean the wings right so how about this one here it has a unicorn on it so the unicorn unicorns your favorite your favorite animal right you love unicorns you like them right okay here how about we get the unicorn with the wings and you know it's like i was ordering food at like a restaurant yeah i'll have the unicorn with the wings and a side of fries that's what it felt like and my daughter's there and she's like laughing you know so i knew that this was okay because she was laughing about it we're laughing about it together we look crazy in this aisle because we've been staring at everything in this section of the store for how long so we go we grab a pack you know and we go to the, the register i'm like okay you know i think about i didn't think about it so i'm not there it's early in the morning so there's not many people in the store but then i look and i think like wait a minute this is the only thing we're buying i don't know if this would be embarrassing for my daughter because you know obviously the cashier's gonna be like well you're not buying this for you you're buying it for her daughter so i was like well you know let's 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 add some things to to this this load of groceries here we only have one thing so i'm like you know you like hot cheetos let's put it on there um you like nerds, right? So let's get that candy. We'll put it on there. And well, you need some pizza rolls, right? Pizza rolls. There you go. How about some bagel bites? You know. Oh, how about this? This, this these, uh, these Oreo churros with like a weird cream inside. Let's get those too, so we can eat that later tonight after dinner. And it was just this. I was just packing on junk food after junk food after junk food, whatever she likes. To hot to put on top of all the you know the you know the, the pack of maxi pads to try to make my daughter feel more comfortable about buying this at the store. So at the end of it, thirty something dollars later of junk food, that was it. You know, there are no questions. You know, why is this happening, Dad? What does this mean, Dad? None of that. She went back to watching her funny videos on YouTube, to joking with me, to singing in the car with me whenever Taylor Swift came on. It was back to normal again. You know? Um, it was just... I had to process that, you know? It's... She's growing. She's 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 up to my shoulder. Her feet are so big. They, they, she's gonna have to start buying my shoes. I and mean, she's so tall. She has all this personality, and it's just amazing because I could see myself in her. And that's like one of the big rewards of being a parent is you could see yourself in your child. And she's such such a goofball, and it makes me so happy because I am such a goofball. And I could see that we have. She has my sense of humor, but I can also see that she's very emotional, and she probably got that from me too, you know? And I always, when she grew up, I always checked on her before she went to bed from when she was a baby, baby, baby. I could never sleep because I would always think that, you know, I got to check if she's breathing, see if she's still like, you know, you just get real paranoid about that stuff. It didn't change during the school years of, you know, preschool. 
I always checked on her when she went to bed. And, and when I remember one time, it, to the point that she drew this picture, and she showed me this picture that she drew, and it was her in bed sleeping and smiling, and then she just drew a doorway, and she drew me in the doorway. And so I asked her about it, and I said, why did you draw this? And she said, well, because this is you every night. You're always checking on me at night. And I was like, wow, you know? That meant a lot to me, you know, and I still do that now from where we live right now in the room that she stays. I go in and I lock all the doors. I close all the windows and then I sit down and I think it's safe. A few minutes later, I do it again. I just did it a few minutes ago, but I'll do it again. I'll check again and I'll do it again. It happens like four or five times before I can fully rest. I'm so paranoid about it that I always just want to make sure that she's safe in the room that she's in, you know? And sometimes I hear her laugh about it because she'll giggle. And I know she's laughing because she's like, you know, my dad's checked that door like five times and he's like, checked that window like five times, but I just can't, I can't sleep unless I know, you know, I, I'm just very weird. I don't know if that's just a mental illness in me. Just, I'm just like really paranoid about it, but, or there's just a father in me. But it's a scary, scary thing for me. But this is a different show from what the regular shows are. And, if, and I know I've, I've checked and I have a lot more subscribers. And so this is kind of new to a lot of different people. Um, so just to explain... And where, where I'm coming, if you haven't listened to the past episodes, I do suffer from mental illness. I have diagnosed depression and anxiety. And that's due to a lot of things that happened in my childhood. Um, so I want to thank you for subscribing, for the people who have subscribed. And you're going to get these random episodes where I just rant about things. And I tell you my dad's stories. Or I tell you my love stories that I have. Um, and the struggles that I deal with and being a single father trying to figure it out and me trying to work with a blended family because that's what I have now. One thing that is really interesting, and I want to thank the people who have emailed me over this time because there was a period of time when I didn't do this show for about like six, seven months. And I remember I was getting, I was getting emails at when a nerd starts over at gmail.com, I get emails from people asking like, well, where have you been, man? Like, is everything okay? You know, I knew, I know you had this issue that you talked about on this one show and whatever happened to so-and-so, are they still with that person? How's your daughter? It was, it was really encouraging. Cause I mean, it wasn't just one or two people. I mean, it was, I had to check my email daily cause it was different people asking questions about where have you been? How's everything going? And it was actually like, wow, I didn't know that people were actually listening to me rant. Because these episodes right here, I don't advertise these ones because they're much more personal. So if you listen to it, I really appreciate it. And, you know, usually I have guests and we talk about things. But sometimes I don't really get to talk about, like, what's going on in my life. So I just wanted to have this episode real quick just to talk about what's been going on in my life and the status of things. So... One question I got a lot is, are you still with Venus? Which is 
my girlfriend, yes, I am still with her and very, 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 very happy with her. Um, and she, you can't help but think that since I am divorced and I have her about half the week, when she's with me, Venus is like the mother role model for her as a woman. And I'm, I feel like I'm so blessed because the way that she is with her kids and making sure they do their homework and instilling these values in them, teaching them how to budget money and balance things like balancing extracurricular activities and school activities and showing what hard work does. She works so hard six days a week to make things work. And her kids see that. And now my kid sees that. My kid sees how hard it is. And then she sees the payoff and how the family acts when they're together, sitting at the dinner table together and seeing what a normal family looks like when they eat or when they go out and they, the bonding that happens. And it makes my daughter so happy because I could see it, you know, in her and she enjoys it so much. And I, I mean, I'm so happy, you know, and they get along so well. My girlfriend has really made it so that my daughter feels like she is one of her children. She makes her lunch every day, puts her name, writes her name on there. She takes care of her needs, whatever she needs. You know, she's always constantly thinking about things for my daughter to feel comfortable. And I'm, I'm so, I'm eternally grateful for that because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, you know, I barely take care of myself, you know, and I'm just in awe at what she does for her family and who she is in her family, what she does for her whole family. It's amazing. The thing that scares me, though, is like, you know, lately I haven't been able to sleep well. And I try, you know, I lay in bed and I just... I'm tired. I feel my body being tired and I'm exhausted, but I can't go to sleep. You know, I, I, I just lay there, you know, and I feel like my anxiety is, 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 is getting bad again. And, and I haven't been going to, to therapy like I should or as much as I should. And so I need to restart that. And I know that a lot of the anxiety is coming from something that, is approaching. Um, you see, during this whole period of the divorce and me, you know, being on my own, me and my family were not okay. My immediate family were not okay. A lot of it was my fault. I decided, you know, you, I, I can't be, you know, like the normal son or brother that I normally was because I felt that they were against me, that you know, they're angry about the divorce, they understand what happened, and they sided with my ex. Because I would see her, you know, in all the pictures, and I was getting tagged on photos with her in it, and it was hurting. It was hurting me, you know? And so I was like, I, I, I felt, you know abandoned you know like i'm your own son you know and what what happened there but a lot of it was like i didn't want to deal with it i didn't want to deal with 
having to explain why I left. You know, like I, I was so silent for all those years and to have to explain it now and and have people think that they can't believe me, it was just too hard on me, you know? And that's all in the past. You know, life is too short to be worrying about things like that. You never know when you're going to go. You don't know. And... I, I, you know, I, I had to make the step, you know, I had to and say like, you know, whatever happens, you know, I know you guys don't like the divorce and you're not happy with it. You know, I know that, you know, my ex is still a big part of the family and she still shows, still shows up this stuff. I just have to deal with it, you know, because I am in this family too. And that's where I am now. That's where I feel. And it's easier said than done to have to deal with that, you know? A lot of people don't know what really happened in that marriage. And when I explain it, people are like, what? That's weird. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, how come you never said anything? How come you never told anyone? I couldn't. I couldn't tell anybody, you know. it. I couldn't, you know. I just, I just sucked it up. I mean, when I tell people that, you know, during that period of life, you know, I was suicidal. I almost tried to commit suicide three times while I was married. They're like, what? You were suicidal? Like, you goof around way too much. You're almost obnoxious. You talk a lot. You laugh all the time. You're never serious. How is it that you almost committed suicide? Well, then look at that then. Think of that then. If a guy who acts like that in front of everybody else, but behind closed doors, he's suicidal. You know, what does that, what does that tell you? You know, I, it was hard because I'm telling people these things and they're not believing me, you know, they're not understanding me. The only ones who knew about it were my closest, closest friends and my therapist, you know? Like, how would you feel if you had these things you wanted to tell someone and you were scared to tell people, but then you told them and they didn't believe you anyway? It hurts, you know? For a person who suffers from mental illness and from depression, anxiety, it's much worse, you know? So I said, I'm, you know, whatever, nothing matters anymore. Let's just move forward. We, we can agree to disagree on things, you know, but again, it's easier said than done. You know, like I, I, I have to, I have to deal with the fact that she's going to be at events. I'm going to be at events. That's how it's going to be. You know, I just have to deal with it, you know, and I've had to deal with it a couple times already at certain events where, you know, my ex was there and it was fine. It was awkward and, you know, for me and I, I, I just fought through it and said, you know, this is how it's going to be. I have to expect this, you know, and it's true. I know people have taken sides. I can tell. But again, that's just the, the hand that I'm dealt. I'm going to deal with it. I'm trying to move forward. You know, I'm not getting any younger. It's not going to help anybody in this situation. 
to further dwell on that. I'm just trying to move forward. That's why I feel like I really need to go back to therapy to help me work on that so I can handle that better. And I know one of the things that my therapist always told me was that when you have these feelings, you have to talk about it. You know, you podcasting and doing those different things, that's good for you. You need to vent out sometimes. It's good to talk about it, even if you don't know who's listening. And this is a perfect avenue for this, you know? The crazy thing is, now that things are better with my family, we're kind of moving towards like healing and we're kind of healing. There's going to be a life-changing event. Those two worlds are going to clash soon. The world that I have now with me and Venus, it's going to clash with my family. Me, I care deeply for her. I'm in love with her. She is going to be a big part of everything that's going to be in my life from now on. So the family gatherings, she's going to go. I want her to go. I want my family to meet her and know her and see how awesome she is and how great of a mom she is and who she is because they'll love her. They would love her. That's going to happen. So who knows what the future is going to bring because there's going to be a crossroads there. You know, I really don't think that they're all going to be at the same event. You can't have me and then my girlfriend and then my ex-wife at the same gathering. That's not going to happen. It's not going to work that way, you know, but it has to happen soon because Venus is going to be in my life. She's going to be in my daughter's life. I've never felt this way for anyone before. You know, we all say, like, yeah, I was so in love and I was so, you know, I was so happy. I never felt like this before. But this is different, you know? Like, I feel extreme joy whenever I'm with her and her kids are awesome. Like we goof around, Lainey gets along with them. They, they like the same things. I mean, I've never been this happy ever in my life. So I want to share that happiness, you know, and it's funny because Venus is so, so thoughtful. You know, she knows exactly what I need. And it's tough because, you know, if, if you've ever dated someone who suffers from anxiety or depression, it can be difficult to deal with. How, oh, he's, you know, person's not having a good day. We don't know what's wrong, why he's depressed or why she's depressed. They're just not normal today. And she has to look for the signs and see the signs and then know how to deal with the signs. And it's difficult. It's hard work. You know, some days I just can't get out of bed. I just don't feel like doing anything. I just I'm silent. And if you know me, I'm very rarely silent. So when people hear about my past and, and what I suffer from and they don't believe it, you know, 
Um, but I do get like that where I'm like, I just can't talk. I just want to stare at this, this TV screen for hours and not have to deal with anybody. But she understands when I need that time and she understands I go through that. And I, it's one of the million reasons why I love her. So we had a funny situation. We went on like a double date a week ago. It was to see Kevin Hart and, um, you know, we're in line and first of all, there are like a million bugs, like just flying everywhere. It was hot. It was kind of humid. I mean, I could swear I probably ate like five bugs just yawning or opening my mouth, which is probably a different predicament for me because I don't eat meat. I don't know if you can classify bugs as meat, but whatever. But we got, finally get in the show. We have see signs everywhere that say no cell phones. No cell phones, no cell phones. Even the little ticket that they we that they signed when we first got in, you turn it around, it actually says no cell phone on the back of it, you know? Finally get in our seat. We hear like a couple jokes. Well, actually, before we check in, you know, Venus has the tickets on her phone so they could scan a little barcode and let her in. They tell her at the actual gate... Make sure your phone is crazy bright so we could scan it easily. She does that. You walk right in, get to our seats. She grabs her phone, tries to turn down the brightness of the phone. As soon as she does that, she gets a tap on the shoulder. Uh, miss, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to come with us. And I'm like, what was happening here? And I, I get up and leave too. I walk with her out there. And the lady gets on a little walkie-talkie and she says, Extraction Team 1, we're heading to the left. And I was like, Extraction Team? Now, I'm no scientist, but I think extraction means that we're going to be kicked out of this place. So we like walking this with this – person to, to this area and there's a bunch of other people there and they're arguing with other security people other people in yellow coats and some lady just says you know what there's no cell phones we don't make the rules he made the rules and he's, she's probably talking about Kevin Hart because that's who we went to see so unfortunately you guys are going to have to leave and I was like whoa are you serious and we are like no 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 that's crazy we we just got here and so we we had this discussion with all these people you know about what we did and we're like rehashing every single thing we did to that point from where the gate person said make sure it's bright to the point where she you know my girlfriend says I'm gonna I gotta lower down the brightness on my phone we bring the usher in it because she's like you know we just sat down we didn't even do anything they actually looked through her phone to like see if she's taking pictures of the event she didn't take any pictures of the event she didn't take any video nothing nothing of the event but when she says you know i just sat down we just sat down you can actually hear other people arguing saying the same things that we're saying and one person actually turned to us and said who just got one person who just who was getting kicked out also turned to us and said you know it's no use man that we we all just have to leave and i wasn't gonna take that you know i was getting kind of angry you know and i don't get mad you know and i she actually 
Venus had to actually calm me down. I'm about to get a fight with a security guard, you know? And I, I, I mean, I was like, I was crazy mad about it, you know? She was calm and she said, let's go to the usher, prove that we just sat down. Luckily, the head lady who was in charge of the security in that area was like, okay, let's go. Let's go talk to that person. And they have to say that you just sat down, that you just sat down. So we go there. What does the usher say? Yeah, they just, they literally just sat down right there. She remembered us. That's how soon it was. You know, many people go in and out of an area. If you're an usher, you're not going to remember some people because you have to check in how many people. But it was so soon that she remembered who we were. So we go back to the lady, the head person in security, the person that was escorting us said, yeah, the usher did say they just sat down. So I wanted to gloat, man. I was like, see, you know, I was in my head. I'm like, see, I told you. But I didn't want to be like, yo, we're going to get killed again just because I'm being a jerk right now because I'm trying to prove like, hey, man, we were right. You were wrong. I had to like calm it down a bit because we just kicked out, got kicked out, almost got kicked out. And I don't want to get kicked out for real because I'm acting like a jerk. So, but it was an adventure. It was like, I've never ever had or had or had that happen before. And it was kind of funny because we sat down and I can just look with my side, like for this to the side with my eyes, and I could see that she was still kind of heated by the whole event. <laughs> you know, guys being real, the comedian up was real funny. I was laughing, but I'm looking at her, and she still has this face like, I'm still pissed off. <laughs> and every once in a while, you know, she has an eye watch. Her eye watch would go off, and it will, you know, you could see the glare. And in my head, I'm like, oh, we might, they might think that's a cell phone. We're about to get kicked out again. <laughs> but luckily, it wasn't. But this was just a short episode on the state of me, just because I've, a lot of people have asked through email at when a nerd starts over at gmail.com how I've been and how things are going. So, well, thank you again for listening. And we have a lot more exciting stuff coming up. And um, I promise I will, we won't go away for six months like we did last time. So, this is Dan. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.